All right, we're calling the meeting to order. Um, it's 5.30. We'll do a quick roll call, starting with Frank, if you wouldn't just mind just saying your name into the microphone so our minute taker can hear who's here and then hear our voices. Frank Wagner. Carl Brown. Jordan Seligren. Kevin Larson. Kevin Boyd. Cecile Kernsley. Noah Stork. Sharon DeGraw. All right. Item A and B covered. Uh, item C is public discussion, anything not in the agenda. I don't think we have anyone here for that. So we'll move on to item D, the certificate of appropriateness. This is for uh, 502 Clark Street. Okay. 502 Clark Street is in the Clark Street Conservation District located here. Um, this is the front of the house. As I mentioned in the packet, the original house that was built in the front of the lot was relocated. So here's that front house. Here's the house oh, that yeah. was relocated to the back of the lot. Here is another image of it, just so you're aware. And then in about 1948, the house at the front was built. So the original house was just basically this front rectangle here, and it had a garage as well. Uh, looking back at the insurance maps, I was able to see that at one point then there was a breezeway that connected it. And then they added on so that there's a little bit of an addition here, uh, a little bit wraps around the side with this little gable roof, and then this little portion that's kind of off to the side. The property line is pretty close along here. So what the project does is it takes some of these interior walls on that addition and removes them. The original iteration also removed some of this wall out here, but not only does that wall not follow our guidelines, you know, it was built long before we had a district and everything, but it's too close to the property line. So that's one of those situations where it's all grandfathered in, but as soon as they would remove that wall, they actually have to meet the setback requirements and then they'd probably have to meet our guidelines as well. So the project changed to not remove that wall at that time. So um, we're removing these interior walls. There's also a deck in this area that is being removed. Here you can see kind of what the outline is and the deck and they will be filling in all of this area and then adding a deck to this area here. So we'll look at this in a little bit more detail. Um, yeah, I'll move on to the, the next image. So here we are looking at the back of the house. So we can kind of see the house has this shed roof dormer on it on the second floor and then this projecting gable on the second floor. And then these are some of those one story additions and somewhere in this area is the garage. So what they're going to be doing is removing this window, and I believe it's because the uh, roofs on the new addition will um, block that area. And they will be removing all of, all of this roof here, as you can see here, and uh, some of this portion in here, which is probably what's going on there. And so they'll be filling in where that window goes. And since they're filling this whole area with an addition, they're going to just put a gable roof over that. This little bump out, I think, is because there will be a step down into the garage, but they don't want to start that step down until you get to the garage. So they're adding a bit of a, a gable roof kind of projection on top of the garage for that area where you kind of step down to get enough headroom in there. 
There will also be a deck, as you can see, with a railing. The interesting thing here is this house does have a basement with a, a little bit of a, a walkout space. It's not like a walkout to the full yard. It's a walkout to just a little narrow area. I'll show you. So I'll go through the plans a little bit. I'm starting at the top just because we've been kind of looking at and talking about the roofs. So um, this is that new roof in here that bridges over everything. Here's that existing part staying there. Here's the little bump out over the top of the garage. Um, you know, they have bedrooms and bathroom upstairs. On the first floor then you can see there, in, uh, this is all that space that they are claiming here. And sure enough, the steps to the garage are right in this location. So I'm sure that little bump out is just for a head clearance. And then they're adding the deck. And one of the things I talk about in the staff report is, um, you know, our guidelines for the deck um, require it set in eight inches from the sidewall. And this currently is not. As you can see, it's flush with the sidewall. Oh, this is that area where there's a little basement door and it steps out into the, just this small sliver of space behind the house. Uh, here's that basement plan, in fact, and this shows you where that door is and stuff, too. So from the side, so this would be looking from the north side at that area. You can see all the, the work that's being demoed. Um, Maybe this was a sliding doors or something, I'm not really sure. But here they'll be building that all out. And so we have a single uh, full light door. We have pairs of windows. And at one point in time, I talk about the fact that, you know, if we go back to the very beginning, oops, and look at this house, we have individual windows. That's the window patterning here. Um, on the side, you can see we have individual windows. When we get back here, we can see that there are some pairs of windows. Now this house is a little bit later than some of the older houses we talk about, so it doesn't really have a, um, a weight pocket like we, we look at, but it does have some framing and trim between the two windows. So we would still um, want to see that kind of pattern. If we approve pairs of windows, the house does have some. I mean, this one will be removed, but there's one over here and they have a piece of framing in between. So if we go back and look at that again, so we have pairs of windows, a full light door, the deck, the siding will uh, match the shingle siding on the house, uh, the roof will match. There's some foundation work that you can see here that they're showing as well. So from the south side, so this is the side where the property line is close. So you can see there, demoing kind of the crest of this roof that's what that shows and uh, you know i don't know what happens up here maybe that's a drawing error but this shows the the new gable roof where it will be located and then that little bump out over the garage again these windows are existing otherwise they would have to be uh, changed again that's all in that wall that's kind of non-contributing and then this is also a, a like a projecting one of those little greenhouse window things on the side of the house so um really the only th other thing that i have to talk about here is the deck and that's what this last slide is you know generally we're going to be matching the um the trim condition we'll be matching the shingled siding um the the 
the recommendation includes um, information about the door and window product just because we haven't really talked about it with this project and, and it hasn't been submitted. So, you know, the full light door, we again, like normal, suggest that it would be a wood or fiberglass door instead of steel, that the new windows are wood or metal clad wood uh, per the guidelines matching the window configuration of the house. And the windows in the addition are either single or separated with wood trim if paired. And so that would be uh, a condition for the uh, commission to review, assuming that you would want to approve uh, pairs of windows, then we would want it framed separately like the other ones so we have that space in between them. And then the last one is about the deck. So again, I mentioned that our guidelines call for a deck to be set in eight inches from the sidewall. And part of that is to reduce the visibility of a deck. And on this house, you can see here uh, where I'm standing. I actually, I think I'm in the car. So I'm in the street. I've zoomed in. And there's this like little panel here of trellis that you can see behind the house. Well, that would be located right here. So the deck is basically going to be in this general area right here. And so while setting it back eight inches isn't going to make it invisible by any means, it would help reduce the visibility of the deck. And similarly, as our guidelines um, require, we would want to see that railing on that deck to be wood like normal and painted to match the house. Um, here it is right now, the deck railing appears to be in the right configuration. I don't, I can't tell if the bottom rail is raised up above the, the floor or not, but you know, we have new newel posts and we have a top rail, bottom rail, spindles in between and staff would just recommend setting that in eight inches. And I think that's probably my last slide except for the motion. Yep. That's it. Okay. So just a reminder of the order of events, we can ask any kind of clarifying questions something you didn't understand. We'll see if the property owner, someone who represents the property owner or the public want to speak. We'll get all that all information, have a recommended motion, and then we can talk about it. So any quick questions for Jessica? Jessica, you said something wasn't submitted. What? Oh, uh, we, we don't have uh, door and window product information on, on this project. That, that's pretty common. I mean, we, we so often approve stuff and then subject to, to that later. Uh, I don't know if we have, are, are you, are you, are you you're, the property owner, someone representing the property owner, welcome to speak. You are not required to. Um, if you do, just come up and uh, sign in so that our minute taker can get your name and. Uh, good evening. Uh, Mike Nolan, Horizon Architecture. It's nice to see so many masks out here this evening. Um, so I'm working with the property owners on this project. I think Jessica did a really nice job of kind of talking through what the intent is. Uh, more or less, we're trying to, you know, obviously, in the conservation district, doing the addition and looking at the standards, we did have a conversation about that exterior wall. Um, it just is coming down to, we were to take that out over on the, uh, get my bearings here, the, is that the it's north side? South, south, south side. South side, uh, it just, yeah, we're gonna take advantage of the grandfathered stuff there and work around with it. Um, I get a chance to look through the guideline or the recommendations, we have no issues, so the eight inches is not a problem. Um, we'll use a window similar to what we've used on other projects, so a, a metal clad, uh, you know, quite a Quaker window with a divided light to match. Um, and then the fiberglass wood door is not an issue either. So I, yeah, I'd be glad to answer any questions that you guys have about the project and we see no concerns with meeting staff recommendations. 
Great. Any questions from Mike? Uh, any other members of the public want to speak? I think not. I, I feel like I know what they're here for, so that's why I'm uh, <laughs> assuming. Um, all right, so let's get a motion on the floor and then we can discuss. Um, Seligren, I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 502 Clark Street as presented in the application with the following conditions. The full light door is wood or fiber, fiberglass. The new windows are wood or metal clad wood matching the window configuration on the house. The windows in the addition are either single or separated with wood trim if paired, and the deck is revised to be set in eight inches from the north wall of the original house. DeGraw, second. Can you clarify the address that that was for? Yep, for 502 Clark Street. All right, any conversation? All right, then we're ready for a vote. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, the motion carries. All right, so this is uh, item E. This is a consideration of amendment to Title 14 zoning to clarify historic pres preservation related regulations. I think we've got a, a, a guest presenting this for us. Yes. That is correct. Kirk Lehman, Associate Planner for the city. And Jessica will bring up my presentation. So this zoning code amendment is, is a a couple small changes. We were doing code cleanup uh, throughout the code, and uh, as we were preparing them, the, the chair requested that some of these be brought to the Historic Preservation Commission because they related to historic preservation. And so uh, here we are, wanted to, to bring that to you. And so what we're looking for tonight is just a recommendation to the Planning and Zoning Commission that would also get passed on to City Council. So this is prior to, to Planning and Zoning Commission review. So tonight we're looking at four pretty minor code cleanup items, and I'll just go through them one by one, and uh, you can either ask questions during or at the end. It's probably easiest at the end since these are all pretty quick. So uh, the first one is related to the uh, historic preservation exception that's allowed within the zoning code. So this is some flexibility that's allowed for residential and commercial zones uh, that allows flexibility from various dimensional standards, it's from some approval criteria, so things like setbacks, you can get waivers for height, you can get waivers for parking areas, for example, uh, if that is proving a burden to occupying a property uh, that's historic. Uh, and it also allows some additional uses that are not typically allowed within those residential and commercial zones. So to have that approved, the Board of Adjustment must uh, find that the special exception meets all approval criteria. That includes one criteria uh, for preserving historic, aesthetic, or cultural attributes of the property, and it also requires a certificate of, of appropriateness uh, from the Historic Preservation Commission. So the, the changes are specifically uh, related to the language in how it's described as to what can use this exception. Uh, it currently says uh, just local historic landmark. Staff has always interpreted that to mean both individually designated landmarks and properties in a historic district, but both of those are designated uh, with a historic district overlay zone. Uh, and so this is just to clarify that, yes, it does include both of those, both the zone and the individual designation, and it, it just helps clarify language for those applying for or using the designation. So that's the first change. Uh, and, and it's what, what we're proposing is consistent to the way that we have interpreted it historically, like I've said. Um, the second change 
uh, is to remove the list of local landmarks, historic districts, and conservation districts from the zoning code. Um, so currently within the zoning code, there are, uh, every district is specifically delineated, uh, both local historic districts and local conservation districts, as are individual landmarks. Uh, but we also keep track of those in a number of different ways in addition to the codified lists. So there's the codified list. There's also the official record, which is really uh, the ordinances passed by council when they're rezoning the properties to uh, either a historic district overlay or a conservation overlay or as an individual landmark. Uh, and then there's also staff administrative lists that we maintain that we, that we uh, use to track uh, how these things work. Now, the reason we want to remove these lists from the zoning code is because for whatever reason, they don't often get updated at the same time that ordinances get passed. Uh, and so the, the administrative list is obviously the most responsive to what's happening uh, in the community. Then you have the ordinances, which are kind of the official record. And this, these codified lists in the zoning code tend to be forgot. So we were initially going to come with an updated list and decided, you know, we have other ways of tracking this that are probably more efficient, more effective. Uh, and so staff removes recommend or recommends removing these uh, from the zoning code as, as separate lists. The third change uh, is really simple. It's just adding OCD into the zoning code as the abbreviation that we use for uh, conservation districts. Uh, we use it on our zoning code map uh, and it mirrors the way that, that it is, that the abbreviations are shown in historic districts as well. So the OHD designation, this just adds the OCD abbreviation uh, into the zoning code. And then finally uh, is clarifying some historic preservation commission procedures. So th there, are, there are two changes that we're really looking at. Uh, one is related to when a property is designated as a historic district or a conservation district, there's a mailing process and a public hearing. Uh, we've had some complaints uh, about the mailing process and so this is just trying to clarify that language uh, so that uh, especially applicants or those uh, who may have some, some issues with the mailing that it's clearly codified that this does not negatively, it, it, if we follow this process, it won't negatively impact uh, our ability to, to designate property or, or to have subsequent hearings in the future. Uh, the second is that currently everything uh, that, that comes before you also gets sent to the State Historic Preservation Office uh, or the SHPO, but SHPO does not review all of the applications that we send. So there are some that are strictly local and that would be uh, conservation districts, it, it's, uh, it's local historic uh, landmarks. Uh, and so we would only send those things that, that the SHPO cares about to SHPO uh, so to, to reduce um, issues where you know you have to send it and then there's a waiting period uh, this way you just don't have to deal with that and we only send the things to shippo uh, that need to go to shippo that being said if there is something that you would like to send to shippo there's still always the flexibility to do that but it, it is no longer codified uh, that it, that those items that they won't review will be sent to shippo so really these changes are are to to, to clarify clarify processes to try and make things a little more efficient uh, that that was the goal of these uh, two changes to the procedures Great. Uh, oh, and sorry. If, as far as correspondence, we did send all this to, to SHPO as well for comment. They didn't have any issues with it. Uh, so staff does recommend uh, approval as illustrated in the attachment for this, which has this specific language that we are proposing. Great. I, I have a couple of questions. I don't know if others do, but I, maybe I'll start. Um, 
so I, I just wanted to clarify on the on the there was four of them on the first one, which I think is the um, about the board of adjustments. So it, it now is just there, this can't be used for anything. I'm seeing OHD right, which is the, the the historic districts, but it would not be used for conservation districts. That is correct. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that, and then it it also uh, is which is so we the city governs the the historic districts and, and local landmarks with that OHD zone. We don't, however, govern any of the stuff on the National Register, right? That is, it, there are properties that are on the National Register that aren't historic, local historic districts or in a local landmark. Um, so those are also, those would be subject to it. And then as I'm reading it here, if they wanted those ex exceptions or exemptions, I think, on to the planning to the Board of Adjustments, we would still have to review that particular project because it, it, the way I read it is that they have to have item A, the exception is necessary to preserve the historic, aesthetic, or cultural attributes of a property, and B, the applicant must obtain a certificate of appropriateness from us. So if, for example, the Englert or the um, Iowa State Bank, which I think, I don't know, these are the official names on the National Historic Register, but those are both two properties that are on the National Historic Register, not locally, no, not local landmarks. If they would come and ask for an exemption, we'd still have to approve that, that change, is that correct? That is correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that was, I was reading it correctly as we're getting this opportunity to kind of dig into the code, you yeah, know? Absolutely, that is correct. Um, sorry, did you have? Go ahead. Um, the other question was on the last item, I, I think the 14.8E1C, uh, I think. <laughs> this is just for new designations, right? This is not, new zoning designations, is that correct? If we would propose a new landmark or propose a new historic district. That is correct. It's when, only for zoning changes, not for any other changes. Yeah, when you're doing a public hearing for those items, yeah. Okay. I have a couple of questions. If, are you finished? I, I, I have a couple more, but I think Great, it's good go to start. Ahead, no, 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 I think we should do all the, it's more some process stuff, that I, but let's get the logistics done first. As I read this over the first time and the second time, I didn't think it made anything clearer at all. I thought it really muddied the waters. And a couple of little things, just removing the titles of um, local historic districts and local and historic uh, local landmarks, and uh, they exist, but they're not gonna be mentioned. I mean, just the, the OHD. Well, first of all, the, the general reader doesn't know what OHD means and what's included in it. And, um, then there's another section, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't say, where I believe you said you're gonna change the title of the conservation district. Um, it'll still be a conservation district, but it won't appear on the map, um, but it'll be in the zoning code. Well, where do people start? Do they sit down and read the zoning code, or do they look a map to see what district they're in and what it's called? I, I, it just is all murky, I think. I think the, the user would be really flummoxed trying to figure out what he's looking at and what it's called and what he's supposed to do and you know this exception and and then it sounds also as though the board of adjustment can overrule the historic preservation commission can do anything it wants i feel it's taking um some of the pur purview of the historic preservation commission and giving it to another commission which doesn't really have anything to do or any particular fondness for historic preservation so I can speak to, to some of those points at least. Um, it sounds like removing the items from the zoning code, that, that's one of the issues you're talking about. Um, 
if that's less clear, that that's absolutely feel free to make a recommendation on that. Well, I think uh, the public needs to know that we have conservation districts and historic districts so and, and what the differences are. And the, this sweeps it all under the rug. Th this doesn't strike all of those sections. It's, it's very specific items within those sections that it's striking. So the, the zoning code will still describe what an OHD is, everything about it, but the difference is the list of individual properties, which is often inaccurate, would be stricken. Same with OCD, same with landmarks. So all of the con the only content that's being removed is content that is specifically listing individual properties, listing individual districts. Um, I don't know if you can pull up the zoning code. I could show you if that helps. I don't. I don't think I'm signed in here to be able to do anything on the web. So, can we? Could you just go back to the four, the four different, the list of four? The there was list like, of yeah, four. these four. This, this is what I wanted, right? So there's. And, and, and with regard to the BOA as well, I, I just want to address yep, that's this fine, before that's I forget fine, about fine. it, sorry. Uh, with, with regards to the BOA, this is an existing provision in the code. Um, so it's, the only thing that it's changing is where specifically it applies or, or the language used specifically that instead of saying designated as in an Iowa City landmark, it says located in a historic overlay. That's just, the di difference with that can one. I, I think, uh, Kirk, I'm just going to, Ask some questions just to help us all understand. I think a, like a glimpse into zoning, if that, if if I can. Sure. So you have there, there's a couple different maps. I think we're talking about. I think Cecile, I think you're talking about the maps that we all refer to, which has the historic districts and the ones that, that that's in our guidebook that is on the, the website. All of those things. That map doesn't change in any in any way. And I think what 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 there's also a zoning map that exists. That has that every his, thank you yep every historic district has a zoning overlay over it, which is how we actually have any ability to govern, right? It's it's actually a zoning thing. It, you can correct me if I'm wrong at any point. I'm just trying to kind of take your expertise language and try to talk in in, in historic preservation language if I can. Uh, and so there's we have two different types of historic overlays. One is the historic the the OHD, OHD. which is historic districts. And, not, and local landmarks, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have, we, we use, we, the city, uses OCD, but that's not in code anywhere. Because we, we created conservation districts and never really used the proper, we didn't create the zoning code for that. So the, the changes as I understand them to the, to the, there's the changes whether or not the list is listed or not in the, in the thing. Um, but I, I the, to me, the, the naming, the nomenclature is like just it seems very clean up to me uh, but I, I, I uh, and the anyway that's I just wanted to kind of because there's like a you, I, the, 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 the zoning map is just there's like layers of it uh, of different things that you use so my own take on this right is that we we received a couple of days ago a summary of what the changes would be essentially it's not the code itself, right? It's a summary of the changes. And then here we're looking at a different view of that same summary of changes. And nowhere can we actually say, oh, this is what it looks like now, and this is what it's gonna look like. And so for us lay people who aren't experts in it, it's just kind of confusing. Sure. And so it might be that the final product is not confusing at all. It makes perfect sense. Well, I think we-, we In we, the attachment, it shows you the exact language that's in the code. 
and corrected and strikeouts or underlines as to things that are added or changed. So those are that's a few pages down. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So the only changes are strikeouts and underlines within those sections. The exception being uh, strike 14.3b1d. I did not list that whole. That that's the the list of of local historic. Uh, that one would be historic uh, districts and landmarks, and then 14.3b2d, which is the conservation district list. Both. I look at that and I think I have to be a lawyer to know what you're talking about. Right, well, yeah, I mean, none of us are actually looking at this, right? I mean, that's the thing, this is. Is this for your use or is it for the public's use? Both. I don't but, think the public's gonna be. Well, the public. The, the public typically doesn't deal with the zoning code unless you have to deal with the zoning code or you hire someone who knows how to deal with it. That's often what happens or, or staff helps explain it to them and walks them through the process. A, a lot of what we have is people calling and say, hey, can I do this, can I do that? And we tell them no, yes, no, maybe, and we try to help them as to, to what the process might be. So if you have a historic landmark and it's not in a historic district, you still might be able to get some flexibility that wouldn't other, otherwise be allowed to, to, you know, a house built yesterday, for example. Kirk, I actually do have a question just because I, I wasn't sure. Um, with the striking of the list of the landmarks, which, um, yeah, it's not up to date by at least 26 of them right now, I think. But when you say striking the, the lists, uh, there, as far as I know, there are no actual lists of, of the properties that are in districts in the code, but there are the maps. Is it the maps that we would be removing from the code? Both. Oh, okay. Because my understanding is the maps are also inaccurate. And so you would, you would rely on the ordinances that were passed and like the historic preservation handbook that lists all those things. Sure. It doesn't change anything, just takes them out of the zoning code so that, mm -hmm. you know, it's one less thing to update when we have other more official and accurate uh, depictions of these things. So in my mind, the, the list where in the past we listed most of the properties, but we were generally outdated we are doing the equivalent of saying see appendix a and this other list which is a supposed appendix a that is updated more frequently yes that makes sense okay so Thanks. reducing redundancy but always making sure that people have resources they need yeah easily yeah and staff maintains those lists we maintain the maps that won't change the difference is it just won't be individually listed in the zoning code mm -hmm. and there's even some it instances. is listed in city code i mean the right every time they pass an ordinance to make a local landmark yeah. it's part of the city code yeah that's their word as part of the zoning map yeah. yeah and there are instances where properties that aren't uh actually a local historic landmark are listed in our landmark list that should not be listed so there are a couple other issues that got uh involved as well that we would be cleaning up through this i can certainly understand the need to clean something up i don't feel like i'm in entirely qualified to make a vote on this i just to find it confusing i just feel a little ill-prepared i think i'm not the only one yeah other questions was it you said i didn't say anything yeah you did when i said it muddied the water. oh I, I said i, I agree I have a few questions just related to process here. Yep. So, you know, in the zoning code, as you reference, one of them is is our kind of our duties here, right? Outlines the Historic Preservation Commission, and one of the things that we do is is shall uh, uh, weigh in essentially on behalf 
before other commissions and city stuff look at our at historic preservation stuff. This was not going to come to this commission, and I'm just curious about the thought process. Obviously, if you're doing cleaning up zoning code, a section of that same code says the historic preservation's job is to weigh in on these issues on behalf of preservation, and it wasn't a choice, it's shall. I mean, it's, a, it's shall language, not may. And so I, I was really struck by it not coming to us and was interested in, in what, how that discussion happened and how that choice was made in the neighborhood and development services st staff discussion. Sure, so, so the discussion was, this was a zoning code issue with cleanup and we honestly didn't see these as being substantive changes that would affect historic preservation in any way in Iowa City. So that, because most of them are based on ways that we currently implement the code. I mean, we already disregard the zoning code list that's in there because it's not accurate. Uh, we already use OCD as a designation. Uh, we already interpret the Board of Adjustment rules appropriately. Uh, and the procedures we were uh, going to take to you as well as to SHPO, but that was the only change that we thought was somewhat substantive because it does change process for you. The other, the first three, um, we didn't believe were substantive changes that would uh, affect historic preservation. So my, that, that's, I, that's helpful. My, my follow-up is when I emailed the city staff and asked them to let us weigh in, they said that they would not until I sent a letter to the Planning and Zoning Chair and Commission, uh, and they said they would pass it on. And by the time that meeting happened, I believe you, it was you that said the staff recommendation is that we defer. So I'm interested in uh, what happened between that initial conversation when my request was denied and the, the meeting where it was decided to be honored. Um, honestly, I don't require, or I don't know if I was part of that initial request, um, but you know, once we got the formal letter, uh, it, it makes sense if the historic preservation wants to weigh on something, staff, staff supports that as far as I know. So um, that's where the recommendation changed, where we took out the things related to. So the difference was when I sent an email that asked staff directly to do it, it didn't. But when I sent a letter to the commission, it did. Um, I suppose. Okay. In, in uh, the draft zoning code text, item two, the Board of Adjustment may grant a special exception to allow a property located in an historic overlay regist or registered on the historic places to be adapted, et cetera, et cetera. And then point A, the exception is necessary to preserve the historic, aesthetic, or cultural attributes of the property. It makes it sound as though the Board of Adjustment is insured, is determines what whether or not an exception is necessary to preserve the historic aesthetic or cultural attributes of the property rather than the Historic Preservation Commission. So my, I wasn't here when this provision was written, but my understanding is, you know, sometimes you have non-historic properties in a historic district that is technically listed on the register and might be able to make use of it. Uh, my assumption is that's to make sure that only historic properties are actually utilizing these provisions. That's my assumption. I wasn't here when it was written, like I said. I mean, Cecile, the only change, like you could, the changes are, are the, this is the existing code as it is. Our, our job here is to say if the changes make sense or not, um, not to weigh in on the actual code that is, that is there. You, you, you have color coded 
Yeah, I just printed it in color. It's the same thing as that, but you're happy, I mean, I'm happy to share it if that is helpful. I can't do it on the fly like that. Okay, never mind. Okay, what do we, what's our actual tap? Like, what do we, are we, is it a motion? Do we, st we move? Yes, you should uh, move and second and vote. Okay. Make a recommendation to the Planning and Zoning Commission. Gotcha. I'm, I, I mean, I've spent quite a bit of time with these, and I uh, am frustrated by the process, frankly. Uh, I have yeah, tried to make that clear, but I, I, I've spent some time looking at these and reading them and spending some time, and I, I think they are uh, good intended cleanup language, and um, I, I think we should approve this. I can't make a motion, but I think it, I think it does our job. I'm disappointed that we weren't thought of, um, but that's kind of par for the course, I think. So the, the the motion that's needed is it essentially what we're seeing here? Yeah, we, like we move to approve the zoning. Good. So uh, Brown, I'll move to move that we approve the zoning code to be amended as illustrated in attachment one to address numerous code cleanup items relating to historic preservation. Wagner second. I just want to remind folks they do not have to vote yes. <laughs> just I'm going to, but not everyone does. So any other discussion? Right. The public have access to a, a list of landmarks that's easily obtained. Like, can they look it up online? Where, yeah, how do you we? You can call me, and I can make one. Or it's in the historic preservation manual, I believe, which is available. That's online. not current though, either. Yeah, yeah it's it's off almost. Can as we much. can we amend this to say that we have that we maintain on our website a list of Iowa City landmarks? That would be really helpful. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, is that a, a, can we just do that? Yeah, Carl would have to amend it, and his second would have to second. Yes, it. I amend it as that the the chair said. City, you meant to, the city website includes a list of all Iowa City, local Iowa City landmarks. Yes. Make available a list of current Iowa City landmarks. Wagner second. All right. Thank you, Jerry. I, I just have a question about that because like the, the word landmark specifically, does that, my in my interpretation of that is do houses that contribute to a district, are they all landmarks? No, they're, they're, all of that is zoned. No, the local landmarks are a special designation. Okay. Uh, and, and they are zoned OHD the mm -hmm. same way as all of our historic districts are zoned OHD. Okay. So this language would allow that we have the maps readily available of the historic districts. And what we would, would do since, we're remo since there's no list publicly anywhere that seems like that is current with local landmarks that we would that that would be added maybe maybe we could add it to the list of the maps or figure out a way that it is available broadly we make a list every year when we send out the mailing and so we could just add that each year to the website we could just update it but it would exist separately from the zoning map no. yes it would it would not be in in it would be on the city website and the historic preservation resources like the individual maps are and on the, the zoning map each of these properties, the, the actual properties, are zoned OH. They have a little hatch that mm -hmm. equals yeah. Overlay that. Overlay on whatever else they're zoned at. They could be zoned commercial or residential okay. or whatever. Okay, I understand. <laughs> All right, we got a motion, amended motion, plus a second on the floor. Any other discussion? All right, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, motion carries. Thank you. I would strongly encourage you guys to consider us more often. We were considering you for that last one. Yeah, I know. Those first three, that'd be yeah, no, that's clear. Okay, thank you. 
All right. Uh, report. This is item F, report on certificate issued by chair and staff. Okay. Certificates of no material effect in the Brown Street Historic District. We have this nice little ranch home, and it is getting a new concrete block foundation all the way around it. Um, we had a few staff reviews. Um, I've been working with the um, 228 South Summit Street uh, apartment co-op for a while. All of the railings, there's um, six of them. Each side of the building has a set of railings and they're all deteriorating in a way that is odd. It's wood made with good wood, done like normal things, but the wood looks like it's melting. I mean, it's... Hmm. It's a dangerous situation. So they are getting them replaced. Uh, David Nasso is making them new railings out of um, Ipe, which is a good Brazilian hardwood. And um, we're actually helping them with the Historic Preservation Fund too, because um, in order for a group like that to get a grant, we just have to prove that 51% or more of the occupants meet our income guidelines, and they did that imagine how fun that was but yeah, <laughs> we, we got through it and so they'll be getting a grant it'll just pay for about a sixth of the project but it mm. will help 737 grant street this is a cute little bungalow um i'm sorry the intern forgot to put a front photo on here so you don't know what it looks like but it got an award last year they are changing the stoop there's some mobility issues so what they will do is okay house street driveway here's the little porch you're looking at they're adding a landing that's going to stick out a little bit and then the stairs will be like 42 inches wide extra wide that go to the concrete so they're the landing's basically going to stick out over the area where the existing stairs are so that it can come down here in this area simple project really uh, 914 Dearborn Street, um, they're just replacing this with not turned spindles. Um, I've talked to them about if they replace the whole thing, what we would do differently, but right now they're just replacing the railing. Um, oh, 918 Iowa Avenue, um, this, another stoop and step. This one, they thought they'd be rebuilding it to match but it needs closed risers and the railing does not meet our guidelines so they will be doing both of those differently jessica are they doing the railing on the east side of the house there too i don't know that that Is no there, if on the other side no oh they are oh <laughs> this is curious to me because I mean, the we tornado came through that? there. I, yes. They called me <laughs> to advise. Now they're just, changing it or doing something different? They just are. Um, it, I think since it's a rental property, they might have been cited for something deteriorating and they have to build a new one. I only knew about one side of it, but um, as long as the other side also meets the guidelines. 625 South Governor Street. It's the second time this year where we've had somebody meet the um, conditions to have a staff approvable garage. There is no garage. <laughs> and so that's one key thing. Mm -hmm. And um, they're building a little garage and it meets all of the guidelines. Here's what it looks like. It was going to come before you. And at the moment I went to write the staff report, I saw that they had changed the two car door to two single car doors and then 
could approve it instead of bringing it here. So that what's was a, What kind of siding are they using? Um, I can't remember. Does it say right there? Let's see. Doesn't matter. You know, everybody know. wants to use LP Smart Side lately, okay. so it's probably LP. Um, 727 Rundell Street. Since she bought the house, she's been doing a whole lot of work, and now she's getting solar panels then on not this slope, but the other slope. Um, 431 North Van Buren Street. This was one of those many times when I went to review deteriorated windows. They're all repairable except for one. The bathroom window was the weirdest window I've ever seen. I don't, still don't know really what that was. So it's being replaced, <laughs> but all of the rest will be repaired. And she is actually getting some new storm doors with glass and stuff like that too. So we had um, just the one intermediate review. So um, the Highlander is a recent local landmark that we did uh, during COVID. And uh, the commission approved some work on the supper club and, and this front entry thing. And they're doing a big tax credit project and they decided to roll in the replacement of the guest room windows, which was something that I was pushing for because all of these existing windows, I mean, it's like the glass is plexiglass and it's like the little dividers are, I don't know, made from one of those pens that melts it like a glue <laughs> gun or something. It's really weird. And it has all of these crazy tiny little divided light pattern. The original windows were one pane of glass, another pane of glass, this is operable so it's open, and another pane of glass. So we had just three panes of glass. Now we can't have an operable one anymore because it won't meet their code, but are the new windows will again just be three panes of glass. So it'll go back to a nice simple mid-century kind of look. So that was a good thing to approve. Code prevents hotels from having operable windows? I don't know if it's the operableness that was against code, but there's they can't match the uh, windows that were in there because those windows don't meet code, but I don't know what aspect of the window. Mm -hmm. It might not be the operableness, but it also might be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that was it we had for those. All right, item G, consideration of minutes. Sorry, were there any questions about any of those that we didn't ask along the way? I'm sorry. All right, item G, consideration of minutes for the May 12th, 2022 meeting. Any amendments, changes? Should I make a motion? That'd be great. DeGras, I move to approve the minutes from May 12th, 2022. Seliger in second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, on to item H, Commission Discussion. Historic Preservation Awards. Yeah, so we've been getting some nominations and we had an intern who's been putting together a uh, presentation. So if we stay on our current schedule, we would have a committee review the potential awardees sometime before the July meeting so that the commission could approve them at the July meeting. And so uh, basically, I, I know that I have Kevin and Jordan. I think I did not volunteer for I can do any. Yeah. I'm, I'm swamped. No problem. I'm almost going to cry just thinking about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so 
I mean, we will in July have new commissioners that can potentially help with the whole presentation thing, but I do need to have at least three commissioners on my awards picking committee. Uh, if it's just picking them, I'll do it. But I think we had, we had at least two because... When are, when are you meeting? We will have to meet at a time when I am personally working. Uh -huh. 9 to 2, Monday through Thursday. So that's also a stickler. If nobody can come, then maybe we can do an evening, but Okay, I can put do me it. down. I'll do it. I can, but I'm not no longer on the commission, so. Well, you could help until the end of June. You're technically, yeah, okay. I think this is your last meeting, but I think So you could like help pick awards and then say, sure. "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> deal with them yourself." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I would have Kevin and Cecile and Sherry and Frank. And Frank. That would be good. So I'm going to try to set up a meeting for us all. And I don't know when that will be, now that I think about it. Because I, <laughs> I am off the week before the meeting, just so you know. So I'll be publishing. I will get the agenda for the next meeting ready a week ahead of time, actually. And then it'll just sit up there until the day I normally publish, and then other people will publish it. So I think I'm looking at, yeah, that before the end of June, so we can get these two in. And, you know, I don't know, just like you'll want to. Maybe we could, after the meeting adjourns, we could just, the, the four of us, just get our calendars out and maybe pick a time. I think Margaret also offered to be on that commission. Maybe that was. So let's get our schedules and then just set it, and then hopefully Margaret can join. And if if not, we can figure out how to best include her. Yeah. That works well. Is, uh, I know for a fact that I won't be at the July meeting. Is that, will that be a major problem? Not necessarily. Okay. As long as Kevin is here, we don't need you to run the meeting, and then it just, we have to get <laughs> I'll be a here. quorum. That's I'm all. leaving the next day, but I'll be here. Really? <laughs> I scheduled my trip to be, so I could be here. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's all. I mean, I just wanted to update you, make sure I knew who a committee might be for choosing those. So that was it for the awards. Okay, well, let's just, the, the four of us just kind of huddle up real quick after we adjourn and, uh -huh. and, find a, and find a time. So we had one other thing in con commissioner discussion. Yeah, no, I know. That's, I was getting, getting to that, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, two commissioners leaving us tonight. This is our, their last meetings. Um, Sherry and Cecile both, I, I prepared some notes, so I'm not, <laughs> uh, both were commissioners uh, when I joined, which feels like forever ago. Um, and, you know, I think I, I remember really thinking about both of you were very, I think, vocal in some of my first meetings and asked really good questions and kind of helped me uh, kind of guide my early time on the commission. Um, I will miss having more senior commissioners at this meeting, that is for sure, because that is just the two of you. Um, and then individually, this is you know my second time my path has crossed with Cecile. I first knew her as, um, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong, but Madame Kunzli. She was my <laughs> French teacher in about 1996. Um, and you know, I, 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 so it's, I, this is one of the things I love about life is like you know, times when you get to spend time with people at a, in different phases of their lives and see them in different aspects. And I've really enjoyed that opportunity. And, and I really always, Cecile, admire your direct questioning. Um, <laughs> you're reminding us to remain steadfast to our standards and guidelines. Um, and always reminding us that even though we don't set precedent in our decisions, 
uh, that future commissioners may look back at the choices we make. So I will carry those thoughts with me. Even though you won't be here at future meetings, those thoughts will remain with me at least for the next 12 months. I mean, probably beyond that, but I'm only on the person for the year. Um, and Sherry, I will really miss uh, carpooling with you occasionally in some of those winter meetings or walking back when it's nice. I feel like we had some great uh, meeting after meetings where we, we plotted, uh, <laughs> plotted a lot. Um, I'll miss Sherry's eye for design, um, particularly anything with typography, and um, <laughs> it, it, I just always enjoyed that. Um, and I know uh, I will get to see a lot of her because of her, our shared commitment to our neighborhood and preservation. I know she's not going anywhere. Um, but I also want to remind you that both of these folks were folks that have been involved in every award ceremony that I've been involved in. So that means the rest of us have some work to do to pick up the slack from these two departing us. Um, but uh, I really just want to say thank you very much and, and we'll miss you guys very much at the meetings and appreciate um, the thoughtfulness and preparedness that you come to each meeting with. And uh, thank you for your uh, service here on the commission. Seligren seconded. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Thank I, you for also sitting us both on one side so I could like look at them. Yeah, I want to say one thing. It's um, it's been a lot of fun finding out what go is going on in the city and working with the people on the commission. It's always an interesting group, and I want to add since Kevin mentioned it back in '96 when he was in my classroom, <laughs> uh, I said to myself, someday that kid's going to be in city government. Only I didn't know I'd be there with him. <laughs> <laughs> you tell all yeah. back then. <laughs> So thank you for putting up with me. I also want to say, I almost put up a picture because when we had that, um, uh, the annual summit was in Des Moines with the national conference at the same time and we had to take a photo of the commission. That was in 2018. And I almost put that photo up here because there are four people in this room who are in that photo and everybody else changed. But you were new you two were in the commission and so was frank <laughs> and frank left and came back but I didn't leave i got kicked off <laughs> i know you did but you know i just want to say that i really appreciate you both have been you know you participate you've been great helpers i couldn't have done the awards without either of you the last few years and i will really miss you too thank you for for serving it's been really nice and informative and and if you ever need typography and things like that just let me know her <laughs> graphics yeah um, we also have one of our new commissioners who's joining us next month in the audience tonight um, we'll let you introduce yourself next month but wanted to put a name or to a, a face so people knew who the, why she was here tonight. wonderful wonderful um, and we have replacements for both of you so that's, that's great great um, I also just, can I take a moment of chair privilege at the end here? I just also want to say too that, you know, June is Pride Month. I've got my um, Pride shirt on and, you know, I, I grew up loving local history and, and really reading the Irving Weber books and the articles in the Press Citizen even before I was, <clears throat> when I was very young. And I, you know, I knew at a very early age that I was gay, but I didn't ever see myself really reflected in, the, in that history. Um, I, you know, I remember rereading the line, you know, uh, the only two unmarried mayors were uh, Emma Harvitt and bachelor mayor Harry Breen, like rereading it and rereading it, rereading it, being like, is Irving trying to send me a clue here, right? Were these guys gay? Um, and so I think it's just to me a reminder that the work of preserving our shared history really it needs to include, be inclusive and not just because it's uh, uh, not just for LGBT folks. Um, but you know, for, for all. 
I mean, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about the city's celebration of Pride because it feels a little corporate, corporate and sanitized considering the, the first Pride was really a, a act of overthrowing oppression. Um, but, you know, and, and Iowa City was no different, right? I mean, there were, uh, the Iowa City police was very much involved in a raid at a gay pride, um, not a gay pride, a gay dance. Uh, there were more law enforcement officers coming to raid the event than there the were. UAY, right? Uh, it was at it was in a basement of the, uh, of you, uh, the church that's the right US, there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, more law enforcement officers there, and you know all of those names, of course, were printed in the paper. So I, I just, uh, you know, and they were very regularly setting up stings to arrest men, having sex with men in public places or you know private pl public places at at night. Uh, one Iowa City leader who was arrested um, committed suicide before his name could be in the paper the next day. And of course, the Iowa City police, what they, with, which they just did a week ago, pinned blame on the person who they um, arrested. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, but I, I don't want to just think about that, but I also want to think about great people too that we, we can celebrate. You know, I think of Iowa City and Rick Graff, who is honored. Um, by the Human Rights Commission Award named after him. He was a leader in Iowa City in the Gay Liberation Front who put on these dances, who, who staffed um, phone lines for people. They put ads in the paper um, for people who were questioning their sexuality or, or, or worried about com people committing suicide. Um, and eventually you know, he, got, he, had a, he got married to his uh, partner and ran for city council uh, in a very challenging, literally the goodest of good old boys. Um, he did not win, but I was a young uh, person at that time wanting to be involved in city government, but not seeing very many people who looked like me doing it. And I just, um, you know, am, am happy to, I was happy to be able to see someone who, even though they were unsuccessful, um, was an out man and not just the bachelor mayor. So I'm just, I'm also reminded, you know, that we have come real far, but we have a ways to go to build a just city, not just for LGBT folks, but for um, all these marginalized communities and, and the city staff in particular, the leadership has a long way to go to fix some of the problems that they have. And I have been really disturbed this last week by the lack of leadership of our city um, and how they're um, handling some of the issues around policing. But anyway, I just, it's, it's pride and I wanted to, I always like to share a little history when we have kind of a shorter meeting and um, you know, there's some good parts of that history and not so good parts, but um, just wanted to do that. And so I was, the first draft of this was much tougher and named people's names that I didn't end up doing that. But thank you for giving me that, that um, opportunity to share a little bit before we adjourn tonight. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Um, with that, I think we're ready to adjourn. Do we have a motion? It currently moves that we adjourn this meeting. Mm -hmm. Would you like to second, Sherry? DeGraw, second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, meeting adjourned. Thank you.